to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Welcome back to the Fulfilled Accountant Podcast, where we talk about everything about your life in accounting and finance, except the actual accounting and finance. Today, I'm talking about motivation and getting things done. Because if you're a normal human, you probably have a long list of things that you want or need to do, as well as a long list of things that you don't want to do, along with a lot of reasons why not. And the challenging part is that I bet there's a lot of overlap between those two lists. Here's what most of us do. We procrastinate, dread, avoid, and hope that things either take care of themselves and move off the list magically, or we're just sitting around waiting for something to happen so that we can feel motivated to take action and get things done. And unfortunately, that is not how it works. This topic comes up so often with my clients. They ask me how to get motivated in general and for very specific things. Or they might have known how to get motivated in the past because they were motivated by things like fear or a big goal that felt good to them. But now they need a new way to find motivation. Like they might have felt the fear of disappointing someone or the fear of losing a job, maybe. Or on a more positive note, maybe they had like a really big goal or a cause that they were working towards that they felt really motivated to serve. But now they don't have that and they just kind of want to get their work done. So today I want to share two ways to get motivated. One is a quick fix. You could really do it in like five minutes, seriously. And the other one is a little more involved, but it's great for those longer term motivational needs or when you want to make a lasting change, create results on a longer term basis. Ultimately, I think both work well together. But before we go further, I want you to think about something that you've been wanting to get done, but that you keep not doing. It can be something big or something small, but something that you are annoyed or frustrated with yourself for not doing it so that you can think about that thing while I'm going through this list of all the things I'm going to share with you. So after you identify this thing that you are not taking action on and that you want to find motivation to do, here are the two ways I recommend to motivate yourself. The first is a more cerebral approach, the longer approach. If you love getting into the mindset and feeling side of things, this is for you. It's also useful for uncovering your repetitive patterns so you can make long-term changes in how you work. It's the whole, let's become aware of what we're doing, because if we don't know what's happening, how are we going to solve for it? Essentially, with this approach, you are evaluating why you don't feel motivated. So ask yourself new questions and figure out why you aren't taking action. What do you think would help you to take the actions? When you're stuck and not taking action and you're not feeling motivated, it's usually because of two emotional possibilities. You either don't want to feel uncomfortable in the process of doing the work, so you avoid doing it, or you aren't certain that you will get the result that you want if you do take the action and you don't want to feel the disappointment or frustration that you anticipate that you will feel if you fail. It sounds really simple and even kind of silly sometimes when you hear it laid out like that, but trust me. We have so many ways that we complicate this and trick ourselves into thinking it's such a much bigger issue going on. So here are some of the very normal reasons that you likely have for not feeling motivated and not taking action. 
Trust me, they are very normal. And every human thinks them, says them, believes them at one or probably multiple times. I would say in our lives, but really it's probably like daily. So don't beat yourself up when you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Because we all do this. And most of us have been doing this our entire lives because it's pretty much what we're socialized to think about things. So here's the things you might be saying or thinking. I'm too busy. I'm overwhelmed. And that could be by time, money, tasks, or so many different things. I don't know where to start. I don't know how. Or I'm lazy. I'm a lazy person. I don't feel like it. Some kind of judgment about yourself. And things that you're probably doing in conjunction with thinking these types of things and not feeling motivated are you don't make a plan. You're busy hustling, working hard and long hours, putting in the time in general, but maybe not on the right things. You're busy thinking it through to perfection because that feels like you're working hard, but you're just really just overthinking or you're distracting yourself with things that might feel good or easy today instead of staying focused on what you actually want. And there's so many things we could talk about there, but we're going high level on this. A common explanation that my clients give me is that they either have a lack of willpower or they keep procrastinating. They're like, oh, I just keep procrastinating. I don't know what's going on. And they think if I'm more organized or if I get some more accountability, I think I could do better or I just have to power through. And maybe that can work. But a lot of times those things alone are not the actual solutions because they're not really addressing the actual problem, which is whatever thought you're having, right? Noticing what you do and how you feel when you're thinking all these different things and when you're taking these anti-actions is where you're going to find the most useful things to change things for you. And notice that I call these anti-actions or anti-actions. In the moment, you feel like you're doing a lot. You're like, I'm taking all the action. I'm doing all the things. But none of it's actually getting you anywhere. None of it's actually contributing to your goal. Because a lot of them are just ways to avoid the things that you really want to do, but fear or dread in some way. I remember a partner one time telling me, oh, just knock out some of the low-hanging fruit. I was like, that's great, but it doesn't get me any closer to the hard stuff that needs to get done. And I know he was well-meaning, but it's those kinds of approaches that keep us stuck and not taking the right actions and not feeling motivated. Because like, yeah, the low-hanging fruit, sure, I can do that. But then we have our reason, right? And when you're focusing on all these other things, it's really hard to see that that is what you're doing. You can't see that you're not actually taking useful actions. And what happens is all of this loops into a repeated pattern of thinking, feeling, and acting that you have created and followed on repeat without paying attention. Sometimes this has been going on for years. So you want to notice your patterns. Where do you get off track? What's happening? What are you thinking and feeling in that moment when you get off track? And what do you do instead? And then question your goals. Are they big enough or based on things that you actually care about? And we're not talking about goals for accomplishing daily to-do lists, like those low-hanging fruits, right? We're talking about something worth you committing some actual time and effort to achieving, something you would want to talk about and share with people, something you can measure and something that you can break into pieces to work on in steps. And finally, make sure that you're clear with yourself about what you actually want to accomplish. What is the action you're trying to take? What do you actually need motivation to do? A lot of times you lack motivation simply because you're being too vague with what the goal is or how you'll know when you've achieved it. Okay, if you clicked on this episode because I promised a five-minute motivation fix, this is it. Sometimes you don't want or need to get into the weeds about why you're not motivated. You just need to do something. So here's what you do. You think about 
what are the steps involved in this project or thing that I'm just not taking action on? Like just make a quick list, maybe make a list of like five things or what's one thing I could do toward this goal? That first small step, right? Even if it doesn't actually get you anywhere or if it's not exactly the right step or it's, you know, it doesn't matter if you do it perfect, what's one thing you could do? And I know I don't usually say suck it up, but for this one, I want you to suck it up and just do that one first small step on your list. Trust me, just try it. So here's an example. Let's say that you are trying to establish an exercise routine, like I want to get in shape, but you don't feel motivated to work out most days. You're tired and busy, and the last thing you want to do is go for a big, long workout. Here's what you do. The easiest way to get started is to set a very small goal to take the first step today. You can say, it's this easy. I'm going to put on workout clothes and shoes and go outside or go to the gym or wherever your workout place is. Don't set the goal so high that you have to actually work out. Keep it low. Put on the shoes, walk out the door, breathe in the air outside. Then you can decide if you want to go back inside or not. Usually, taking this one small action step will push you and your brain into motion on the thing that you want. Your brain will then think, hey, I made it this far. Maybe I should just go walk for about five minutes, see what happens. Or maybe I'll just go around the block. You set like another small goal. And then if you make it that far, you will probably feel like going a little bit farther. And if you don't, who cares? Go home. You met the bar for the day. You went outside with your shoes on. Before you know it, if you keep doing this, setting the bar low and meeting those small goals, you've now worked out. You're like, oh, I'm a person who sets a goal and meets it. I'm a person who says she'll do it and does it. And so then all of a sudden you're motivated. You're like, well, I want to keep going and maybe I can do more. So you've pushed yourself through one small action into having your brain be like, yep, now I feel motivated because, and you have all these reasons. It's the same at work. Got a tax return, a financial plan, or some report that you need to start or finish, but you just can't get yourself to pick it up. Set a small goal. Like I'll give myself five minutes to review this list, or I'll give myself 15 minutes to write a first draft of this thing, and then use that draft to identify the issues that need to be addressed. And then I can put it away and go do something else. It's very clear then. It's easy to know when you've accomplished it, as opposed to a goal like, I'm going to go work on this report, which is extremely vague, or I'm going to deal with this client, also very vague. Those things, because they are so vague, your brain's like, well, I I mean, is it going to take me 10 minutes? Is it going to take me 10 hours? This feels like something I can't really get done. And so you just kind of don't even think about it and you don't pick it up. Also, those vague goals focus your brain on very negative thoughts and feelings that you associate with them. Things like this client is always a pain, so any task related to them is going to be annoying and stressful, or it's always going to take long when I deal with them. So let's put this off because who knows what kind of mess I'll get into once I open this can of worms. Plus, even if that it's not a specific client or a specific thing that's triggering you, you know that a lot of the things that you do in your job probably involve a lot of additional research and back and forth with either a client or a team member to ultimately get things done. So why bother getting started, right? But when you can break it down into something small, like I'm going to pick it up, I'm going to spend five minutes identifying what needs to be done next, make a task list so I know exactly where I'm going to start tomorrow, that feels very doable, approachable. It's kind of relieving, right? So here's why this method of just sucking it up and taking a small action works. Because being motivated is not an inherent personality trait, not a specific brain function. It's not something that just happens to us. It's a feeling. And feelings come from thoughts that you think. But sitting around looking for a thought to motivate you 
isn't exactly the easiest thing to do when you're already stuck feeling frustrated or bored or disengaged or whatever feeling is happening for you. Yes, you can be like, I can come up with a thought that motivates me and that that can work. But a lot of times when you're stuck, you don't really feel like it and it feels pretty frustrating. Like I'm like, I know these tools and I don't want to do it when I don't feel motivated. So that's when taking an action is super helpful for me. And I think it'll work for you as well. Waiting or hoping for something to happen outside of you really doesn't, you're just going to be waiting forever. So don't take that route. Instead, get yourself into a different state of mind by literally getting into motion, taking an action. It's like move your body. It makes a difference. And it probably sounds kind of obvious to my action takers. You're like, yeah, we just take action and we go do something. But if you're my overthinkers, this could be life-changing for you. Taking one small action instantly gives your brain a different perspective. It gives you quick, easy evidence that, hey, I'm actually capable of that thing. That was easier than I thought. Then you kind of start to entertain other ideas. Like your brain's like, I wonder what else I can do. What else could be easy? What else can I cross off the list? That wasn't so bad. And you just kind of spiral into a useful pattern instead of spiraling out of control in this is terrible, I can't do this, and all those other things that we are always fighting against. Taking these these small actions like this also breaks you out of that fear of failure because you've set the bar so low that you really can't fail. Anyone looking to exercise can put on shoes and walk out the front door. There is no risk of looking stupid or failing with that first step. You really can't disappoint yourself. If the goal is literally put on shoes and walk out the door, you can do that. There's no risk. And then that puts some certainty into your day. And you're like, look at that. I got a win. I knew I could do it and I did it and go me. And even if it's small, your brain sees it as a win just like any other win. And then it's a lot easier to keep going from there. You have inertia. You're moving now. You've overcome that initial need for movement. And you take a very vague, overwhelming, or too big idea or goal that sounds really daunting to you, and you break it down into small, actionable steps. That's why I'm like, what's the one thing you need? Because a lot of our goals and things on our lists that we're not motivated about or not taking action on just feel so big. It's like, where do I start? But if you can break it down to, well, I could start with this one small thing. Now you're like, oh, see, I can do it. So even if you dread the months of work that it might take to get into shape or you question whether you'll ever actually get in shape, your brain can process that walking out the door with shoes on is a first step toward that goal. And it's not a deal breaker for either of those fears. You're like, hey, okay, yeah, it might take me months, but look, I at least got out the door today. That's step one. Like, I might never get in shape, but you know what? I can be a person who follows through on working out because I walked out the door with my shoes on. I know it probably sounds a little bit silly, but at the same time, it's just one little step at a time is really how we get to the big results. And I use these exercise examples because I think it's a lot easier for a lot of us to relate to them than when we look at our work examples. So I start with something more life related and then we apply it to work. So Let's bring it back to work. Like I said, you've got this project that you're like, "Mm, I've been avoiding it, but you pick a five to 15 minute work task and you just do it. Regardless of whatever reservation you have, you now get a dopamine hit of feeling accomplished. You cross something off your list. It probably feels really good, right? And I'm guessing it was a lot easier and less stressful or painful than you anticipated. And just like with putting on the shoes and walking out the door, If you can get this thing done at work, what else is possible? 
Taking actions puts your brain in a new place, literally. It gives you evidence to support the belief that you're capable of this hard or annoying thing. And you probably want another dopamine hit after that. You're like, well, if I got this, I need more of that dopamine. That felt good. So you do it again and again until you're just on the path to doing your thing and feeling motivated to keep going. So next time you need motivation, remember that you have some choices. Waiting for motivation to hit you really doesn't work. But you can create motivation by simply getting started and then creating some consistency for yourself. That's the five-minute approach. Or you can create motivation by examining your patterns of thoughts, feelings, and actions that tend to motivate or not motivate you, and then duplicate the ones that work and let go of the ones that don't. And you can always ask questions like, why is this happening? And, and really like learn about yourself. But ultimately what you're doing is, what is it that I'm doing? Why is it not working? Let's get rid of it. Let's find the things that do work. Let's focus on that. Ultimately, I recommend that you do a combination of both approaches for the best long-term results. As always, thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com. Thank you.